Well, you may remember that last week we talked about a fatal collision at the intersection of Hornby and Pacific in downtown Vancouver. Unfortunately, a UBC student died after he collided with a truck while he was cycling. Now, a similar incident happened in Victoria. Corey Berger is the president and spokesperson for Capital Bikes. Welcome to the show, Corey. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good, and thank you for giving us some of your time on a Sunday morning. Corey, what's your understanding of what happened in this latest collision? Well, uh, it's a fairly classic case of a truck driver turning right uh, across uh, a bike lane. Uh, in this case, a very similar kind of location, uh, in our case, the Johnson Street Bridge. Um, and uh, also in our case, the, the truck driver uh, looks like they ran the red light where they're not allowed to turn right on a red. Yeah, so I watched the video and it shows the cyclist in the correct marked bike path. It shows even a sign that says no right on red except for cyclists. And then you see the truck make that turn and it's horrific, but you see the cyclist cyclist hit the truck and their body kind of go underneath it. It's a shocking video. And for a second, Corey, I wondered, maybe we all need to see this so that we can wake up as to what can happen. Yeah, I mean, trucks turning right are uh, pretty large dangers for people both biking and walking. I don't know if you noticed that video. There's a person who's walking right beside you who darts out of the way as well. Right. Um, and, you know, for in Victoria, at least, the last two people who have unfortunately died while riding their bikes, both of whom have been right-hooked by trucks at, uh, at, at two different intersections. What else could be done at those intersections where you've already got a marked path, you have a cyclist following the rules, what else could be done to protect the cyclist? Well, I mean, the big thing right now is, you know, the, as you mentioned, the infrastructure is really good there. And, uh, you know, in fact, there's actually been a drop in crashes at that intersection uh, since all the new infrastructure was put in place. Um, so the big thing for us is, is about changing what the trucks look like, you know, People are going to make mistakes. They're going to run reds, those kinds of things. Uh, but we, we know from other places in the UK and London, they're working on this, is that when you change the way trucks are, you put side guards on, you create better visibility. You know, these incidents turn from fatal incidents, like they fortunately were here in Vancouver, to usually, uh, you know, minor injuries, which is really what we're looking to, you know, that's sort of the best you can hope for in those kinds of collisions. Yeah, in the global BC News story about this in particular, uh, there was someone from the Truckers Association saying that trucks have really big blind spots, but that the drivers are trained to compensate for them and be extra cautious. With all of that in mind, what else could be done? Well, I mean, trucks have big blind spots, but, you know, yeah, you know, I mentioned in London, UK, they're creating a new style of truck, which has, which removes or reduces those blind spots with crossover mirrors, with cameras, with cabs that are changed so that truck drivers can see down, you know, those kinds of things. And then the easier thing to do in the shorter term, because obviously replacing the truck fleet takes some time, is truck side guards. Uh, you know, they're fairly cheap thousand two thousand dollars per truck and they get installed between the front and the rear wheels and they you know they prevent that kind of collision where the person gets hit and then ends up underneath the rear wheels and there's some precedent here actually too you know if you go next time you're out there take a look at the back of a semi-trailer what you'll see are what they call underride bars that have been installed in the backs of almost all semi-trailers across North America. And those would prevent people from driving underneath semi-trailers because there were a lot of fatal collisions with rear ends that way. 
So they've already done this once. It's pretty easy to do, uh, basically take a second cut and say, hey, let's make sure we keep it safe for people biking and walking and add those uh, side guards. Well, I imagine for the truck drivers, it would offer them a little bit of peace of mind too, no? Absolutely. I mean, for the truck drivers, you know, they're out there doing deliveries. Trucks aren't going to disappear anytime soon. We've got increasingly large amounts of construction, both in Victoria and Vancouver and across the world, really. Um, So, you know, a better truck is going to make it easier for them to travel around our urban areas. So what are we missing here about these sidebars? Why aren't they in place now? Why aren't they mandatory if they could help so much? That's an interesting question. I mean, the fundamental challenge is that Transport Canada regulates uh, how vehicles uh, look, uh, all vehicles, not just trucks. Um, And, you know, a few years ago, uh, almost a decade ago now, there was a push in Ontario. There were a number of people who were unfortunately killed. uh, And at the time, Transport Canada decided not to mandate them. We're hopeful now that they can take a second look and, you know, might be 10 years late, but, uh, you know, go ahead and make that change. So you mentioned the cost being about one or two thousand uh, dollars to put in those sidebars on those huge trucks. They could potentially save lives. Is it a cost issue? Do you think, or do you think that regulation, government needs to step in, subsidize, mandate it because people don't care enough about the safety? Well, I think I mean it's like I mentioned the underride bars. The underride bars are you know a couple hundred to a couple thousand dollars as well. And the government stepped in and regulated and said, you know what, not only are you going to install them, here's the standards to which you're going to install them to. Uh, you know, they need to basically take a certain amount of force. So, you know, the government's been down this road before with regulating trucks to keep them safer for smaller vehicles. So, you know, to my mind, at least it's fairly easy to do this again with side guards. And Corey, what about the cyclists themselves? When a cyclist is out there, well, I'll, I'll tell you that for 10 years, all I did was cycle. I didn't drive mm-hmm. at all for strict 10 years. I was always on my bike downtown going fast, but I rode to such a degree of defensiveness that I assumed nobody can see me. I never took other vehicles seeing me for granted. I always assumed they could not see me. And there have been, there were so many, so many close calls. Uh, but because I assumed they just, they can't see me unless I lock eyes with them. Um, what do you think cyclists could still be vigilant about? You know, I mean, it's about as being vigilant as you can. I mean, if you watch that video, the truck is not actually the first vehicle to run the red light. There's actually a car in front of them. And if you watch, the the bike rider was actually watching that car. Same with the person on the... And actually, you can see them look at the car and go, okay, I need to wait for them to pass. So, you know... Also, it's about, you know, truck drivers. If you're driving in a downtown area, it's busy, it's congested. You need to be slow and don't run red lights is a, is a really easy message to take. Sometimes with running that red light, you do see that drivers do it uh, by mistake because it's <laughs> not at every intersection. And some drivers will even do it and, and get honked at uh, cars as well. And um, then realize, and you'll see a look of uh, an expression of sorrow on their face. Sorry, whoops, I made a mistake. So is there something that we could do around that signage to make it more clear? Well, I mean, there's actually three signs at this intersection that say no red on red, and it's been in place for just over two years. I mean, right on red restrictions have been in downtown Victoria for over five since we installed the Pandora protected by clean. And I mean, I should mention, this is actually my route to work, so I ride through here pretty much every day as well. Uh, (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I think that again comes back to the the philosophy we're looking at with, with safety, which is when people make mistakes, 
fatal injury shouldn't be the consequence. And that's really yeah. where the vehicle design comes in and the infrastructure as well. Corey, thank you for being with us today. Well, thanks very much.